Welcome to episode 52 of the Citizen Hustle podcast. We have a very special guest, Shelly Van Epps, dental coach and all-around great person. She describes what it takes to build a great team and how to be an authentic leader so your team will follow you towards your goals. You guys are going to love this interview. Thanks for listening. Okay. I usually time it on my watch my phone. Last time I timed it on my phone... I went to go reach my phone, and then this was open, and it spilled all over everything. And not good. It ruined it, the it ruined podcast. The pod. I had to close my <laughs> practice down and sell it. Okay, so um, welcome to the Citizen Hustle podcast. We just changed the name from tooth toothpaste. Was it toothpaste? <laughs> toothpaste. 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 Okay. Um, you're the fourth guest to be on the new podcast. Okay. Um, we lost all our followers. No one listens anymore. Oh great. Um, you drove two hours for nothing. Um, <laughs> we have to um update. Like the a couple things because okay. I still have everything under toothpaste, but okay, that's all right. That's not yeah. important for the podcast. So, um, <laughs> Shelly Van Epps has two sets of twins. Really? Two sets. What's of twins. your last name? He said that fast. Van Epps. Van Epps. Van Epps. Okay. Yes, Van Epps. You have two sets of twins. I do. And you share a birthday with one of your twins. I do. We just had our birthday yesterday. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, what are the ages? So the boys are 22. Okay. Get a, of, brand is a little bit higher. As of yesterday, they're 22. Okay. Is that better? Perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the girls will be 19 in April. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. So that's stuff. very close in age as yeah, well. They okay. were The boys were three when the girls were born. Our goal was to get them out of diapers. Wow. Before. Would you accomplish that goal? <laughs> yes, during the day, but they still wore like their. Yeah. I've spent so long, I don't remember. What are they called? Pull-ups. 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 Yes, pull-ups. Thank you. (laughs) What are they called? How insane was it? Because I have one set of twins, and we're like dying on the inside. Yep. (laughs) How insane was it raising two sets of twins? Pretty amazing. Honestly, they've done really, really well. Good. People don't. How did you uh, do? um, (laughs) Forget them. They're fine. Well, about that. No, um, pretty good. I mean, I worked yeah, partly for my sanity. For I mean, sure. that's one of those things. There was no way I was going to be able to stay at home. No way. Mm-mm. It wasn't happening. So it babysitter, was- nanny, how did that work? Um, We had an amazing daycare. Okay. That was in home and our kids were four of her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, because they can only have five at a time. So she was amazing. Wow. The only reason was the best. I can't imagine staying home with little kids. I mean, Mm-mm. people do it successfully. It's- I was a better mom being away, coming home, being excited that they were there versus Me too. Yeah. being at home and handing them to my husband and saying, oh, my gosh, I've got to get out of here. Yeah. And very, very quickly because I quit my job to stay home with the first set. And I was like, no, Mm-mm. no, no, go. no, not for me, which. Yeah. My mom stayed home with us. That's why I thought I was going to do that. And mm-hmm. God bless her. Now that yep. I tried it, I thought, well, okay, stay at home moms. That is that is a job. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. When did you so, go back to work then after they were born? Uh, six months. Six months. Okay. You're yep. like, this is it. Yep. At six months, I started with the dentist okay. office. Um, kind of part-time. To me, it was part-time because the hours for a dental practice is a little different than what I had been accustomed to. Um, but yeah, so I started. So what was your introduction to dentistry? Because right now you're a dental consultant. Yes. And you work for what company? Um, Ascend Dental Coaching is my own company. Great. And then I work for All Star Dental Academy. Wonderful. As well. Yes. Yeah. So what was your introduction to dentistry? 
So I started as insurance and billing in the office and doing paperwork and communicating with patients that way and eventually started doing scheduling and then anything administrative and I told him I'll do whatever you need me to do up here just please don't send me into the clinical area because that's disgusting (laughs) and then his dad is a dentist okay as well and he came back from semi-retirement he was doing mission work in Honduras so he came back and wanted to do sleep and so I got recruited as his assistant so you did end up in the bed. Oh, I did. Oh, and? And I loved assisting his dad. That was amazing. So he was just taking impressions and yeah, things like that. Yeah, so it wasn't okay. like as involved restoratively. Like and, a lot yeah. of paperwork, a lot of talking. I can talk all day. That did not bother me whatsoever. And then I happened to be maybe in the wrong place at the right time. I'm not sure. But the doctor walked by and said, I need an assistant to do this extraction with me. And I said, one of the assistants will be available in just, <laughs> <laughs> just a minute. And he said, no, you can do it. And so I said, I don't even know what these tools are called. And yeah. he said, they're not tools, they're instruments. They're called I grabbers. Said, See? Yeah, grabbers. I said, See, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up assisting. And long story short, I spent a lot of time clinical. As oh, well. you yeah. did? Okay. Is it still gross to you? No, not no. at all. Okay. No, I can watch the all NX process. Yeah. No problem. Um, I practiced dentistry for 17 years, and I still think it's totally gross sometimes. How about you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the mouth. I mean, yeah. it can be. It can I be. think, like, boogers are gross. Like, if I'm working on a patient, like, they have a bunch of boogers in their nose. Yeah. It bothers me. Like, <laughs> you, know what's, you know what was the toughest thing? When there was food in people's That's pretty teeth. gross. That was, like, I yeah. never... That's where hygienists, I mean, you, a yeah. lot of what they do is... But it is. I mean, it's still, you're not totally numb to it, you know? No, I'm numb for other reasons. The smells. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, it's pretty gross. So, okay. yeah. so, yeah. So, I've done the clinical thing as well. So, you, then, know, you know your way around a dental office, in other words. Yeah. I That's nice. For a, for a dental, for a practice consultant. Is that what you call yourself? A practice sure. consultant? coach. Yeah, yeah, practice coach. She knows a dental office. Yeah, then you eventually became office manager. Mm-hmm. Which, is that the most stressful position because you're, you're like that line between the dentist and the staff. It's like, how do you handle that? I preferred to call it the team leader okay. over manager because managing is all about the systems and the processes and leadership is more about the people okay. and growing them. And so that was more my uh, approach and still is. I, I feel like if you can take care of your people, they'll take care of the systems. And if you ask them questions about the systems, they're going to make them better. And so involving the team is a better approach, in my opinion, than just telling them, this is what needs to be done, go get it done, and then getting mad when it's not done appropriately or correctly. Right. <laughs> How so, did you mediate? So a lot of times, like, I feel like the staff goes to the office manager, and they're like, this is the problem. And the office manager almost has like two faces, where they have to talk to the dentist differently mm-hmm. and almost mediate that back to the staff. Did you feel like you were taking sides that time? Um, maybe at times, but not, not really, because I would rather involve them in the conversation directly to the doctor. Okay. And so if they have a concern, I'll listen, I'll understand, I'll help coach them about how to approach the doctor if that's what needs to ultimately happen. If it's a system that they're concerned with, we'll just take care of it. There's no point in involving him. Okay. I mean, obviously if it was a big problem, then yes, he gets right. involved, but little things, you know, where are we going to? 
store or alginate, why does he need to care? Yeah. <laughs> why? That's that's why? an important point um, because you, your staff, they don't need to tell you everything Mm-mm. about your team, you know, whatever we're calling them. But I feel like sometimes they they tell you too much or you know, where do you want this? It's like, you put it where you can find it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. As don't long as think? it's done and you get the result at the end of the yeah. day, if the yeah. doctor puts the expectation out there, this is what I want to have happen. The team empower them and let them yeah. make it happen. I agree. And they're going to take ownership in it and it will happen a lot faster and a lot more, uh, what's the word? Productively, efficiently, effectively, all mm-hmm. of the above. <laughs> Just yeah. they take ownership and they take it and run with it. Do you think though it's the doctor's fault if the staff yes. is asking? <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Because and the, I hope I hope Doctor Watson's listening. Yes, always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because we got to think if if they're so afraid to make a mistake, mm-hmm. they're going to ask you where do the coffee cups go, and like your brain can only make so many good decisions in one day. Exactly. So if you make 10 decisions on how the lobby should be organized, you're right. toast the rest of the day. Yeah. So I'm speaking from experience, I'm poor at um, delegating, I should mm-hmm. say, and they ask me a lot of questions because I haven't given them the courage or strength to make their own decisions. Exactly. That I, I'll say outside of the office I work in because I do have access and have worked with a lot of different practices. So I'll just say this generally, yes, yes. You're, you're spot on. A lot of times doctors get super caught up in you have to have it exactly my way. And then every Mm -hmm. team member is on pins and needles all the time. I hear it from assistants the most because they're knee to knee with their boss Yeah, Yeah. all day, every day, constantly in their mind being judged by the person who signs their check. And so, you know, the front desk, you don't, doctors, you don't see them all the time. They're just that person that's answering your phones, greeting your patients. You're not interacting regularly where your assistant is in your face all do day. You, do you have an opinion as to where the coffee cups go? <laughs> I don't care. No. I'm of the opinion that they know better than me with how things look. Good. So I still walk in the yeah. back door. So you can't see it, but there's a picture on the wall that it was been there for a week. I didn't realize it until like yesterday that they put a picture up. Nice. And the patients love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's not my strong suit. I don't have many strong suits, but that's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> Decorating. So when an, not a decorator. When an office is stuck, whose fault is it? And answer this delicately because you're talking to a dentist. Is it normally <laughs> stuck? Le- stuck? How though? What What do you mean stuck? Not collecting. Low new patients. We'll just say profits are low. Office morale is low. Mm-hmm. Where does the problem originate from? The owner. Yeah, podcast over. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, okay, so I'll I'm gonna say what I think, and then you correct me. Okay, I think it's the owner's fault for not hiring a professional to come in and write the ship. That's I, my opinion. Okay. Um, what do you think? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should be able to know how to do it. I, I mean, yeah, that's the problem. I think you should know dentists, that you need help. You guys go through a lot of clinical technical like education they don't give you as much of the leadership management owner zero yeah that's that's basically what i've heard from almost every dentist i've ever worked with like i didn't go to school i maybe had a class here and there maybe i took it as an elective or something but most of your education is focused on the clinical Mm -hmm. part that's only 15 percent of the entire patient experience is the clinical part and the patients don't care 
about how great your margin is. I'm yeah. sorry to tell you. No, it's true. But they don't care. And so they just care. How are they treated? What kind of experience are they getting? And are they comfortable? And outside of that, so if you can give anesthetic really well, kudos, your patient's right. going to be happy. And so otherwise, it's all about what your team is doing and the way that you communicate with those patients. So morale and culture, that comes back to how that is approached as well. And some of it is the dentist. Some of it is a certain team member. If you have a toxic person in the team, you can only be as strong as your weakest team member. Mm -hmm. So if you have that toxic environment going on, there's probably someone or someones that are causing it to happen. Do you, um, how long does it take you to, like you go into a new office, how long does it take you to identify the toxic individual? As an outsider coming in pretty quickly. Like, Within within a day, a minute, an hour? It depends because okay. a lot of times people, just like when you interview, if you interview somebody, some people yeah. can interview really well and then they get there and you're like, what is this? Yeah. This is not what I hired, right? You've got the wool pulled over your eyes. And then you have some people who can't interview worth a darn Yeah, and they're the best employees you ever had. So very, very first impression, it's difficult. But within, like if I go and observe an office for a day, I can usually say, yeah, that's probably not going to be somebody who's going to be on your team very long. Okay. <laughs> what are the red flags this person exhibits that you would say they're out of here? Defensive. Very, okay. very defensive. If you ask, like if I'm looking at a front desk and I'm just, tell me about how you're doing your insurance. How, what is your process? If they get really defensive. Like like how, how would that look? Like. I do this and I do that and I'm I'm on top of it. And then when you ask, well, what do you, what does on top of it mean to you? Well, right. I call all the time. What is all the time? And when they come back and they're constantly just barking answers yeah. and won't tell me exactly, it's like they're, they're trying to hide something. I guess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's just a red flag. I had one team member at an office. This one was first impression, like instant. They had just hired her, and I thought, oh, boy, that's not going to last. And, yeah. and he called me like three weeks later. He said, yeah, we let her go. And I was like, yeah. I'm so what did surprised. that person do? They come up to you and be like, bah, you know. They were just <laughs> rude, <laughs> to they, be they honest. They were just rude. And I okay. know this team. And so I'd been working with this team for several years. And he brought her on because she worked with some of the other team members at a previous practice. And so we thought, this is she has good experience. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. But it didn't last long, and it didn't take him long to acknowledge it. I, I just said I have some red flags. Yeah. And let's see how it plays out. Maybe she's just nervous. Maybe she's just, you know, brand new. So give her a chance. See how it goes. You've already invested in it. Right. See how it goes. And he called, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I let her go today." I'm like, okay, I'm not surprised. That's <laughs> so hard because we talked about this before the podcast. It's so relational. It is. And when. You have turnover. I I don't have turnover. I do have some, but I had a front desk who wasn't there, and I had my assistant do the front desk that day. Mm -hmm. And I had like five patients say, oh, my gosh, there's so much turnover in this office. But it it wasn't even a new employee. Okay. I can't imagine if you're rotating through assistants every three weeks, just the negative impact this has. The negative impact for the team, but also for the patients, like you said. Yeah. It's funny because I mentioned earlier that I've done the different positions and if an assistant isn't available like we added in an emergency and I welcome them at the front desk and then I go in the back I grab a jacket I come back out with my hair pulled back instead right and I'm like come on back and they went 
what just happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, well, I, we, you have a problem. We need to see you today. And the way to make that happen is for me to help you. Yeah. And I go, well, do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> like, well, we'll find out. Yeah. You know? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. They go to Starbucks after you're serving yeah. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm back. <laughs> um, but at, one person said, do you have a twin that works here? And I'm like, no, it's me. I was just at the front I in was my just jacket. There. Yeah. I was just up there with my sweater. And now I'm here with my lab coat on. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Um, but really, having a cross-trained team is huge. Yeah. Having people who can go wherever you need them to be, it's easy to make them a Band-Aid. And saying, yeah. this area needs help, go here. And this area needs help, go there. And I, I've been the Band-Aid um, yeah. for That's a long time. That's all about personality, though. Don't you think? Like, I mean, wouldn't you agree? If you have someone who, the you know, the attitude is, hi, I'm not in the system. I'm helping out. I'm going to do oh. the best I can. Like, that's a good attitude, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you have people that are like, that's not my job. Not my job is not the approach no. to have in a dental practice. That's a red flag. Huge. I think that's Huge. a red flag for yeah. anything. It's like anywhere, any business. Empty the garbage if it needs to be emptied. You know, exactly. we're we're gonna do it. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. definitely not my job. You yeah. know, so exactly. I've had people say, Well, I shouldn't take the garbage out. And I said, Well, the person that shouldn't take the garbage out has his name on the front door or her name on the front door. Right. He's, and they're and they're taking the garbage out. They've hired you yeah. to yeah. do whatever it takes to run this practice. And part of that is the image. And if the garbage is overflowing like we're playing Jenga, like right. what kind of vision does that give our patients? If yeah. that's dirty, what's going on with all the stuff that they're putting in our mouths? Like yeah. you. Yeah. So it's it is, it's all in appearance, but a cross trained team is huge. I I remember we had a time we had three front desks. I was one of them. We had pregnancies, so we had maternity leaves. We had um, sicknesses hit all three front desks out for two weeks. Wow! At that moment, none of our back knew how to walk a patient out, schedule a patient, take money, nothing. That was a huge tipping point in saying somebody else has to know how to do this because yeah. when we got back. There was two weeks worth of checks that needed to be entered, two weeks worth of follow-up, scheduling appointments, two weeks worth of everything administrative, not to mention the doctor had no income yeah. for two weeks. No not collections. Yeah. No collections. I mean, the, there was just checks sitting there because they wow. didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. I mean, that's just setting. That's, can't do, you do know, it. Do you know can't how to do, do that? I put my own checks in. Do, do you really? really? Yeah. Oh. So I guess. I've, okay. You need to have your front desk put your checks in. So I guess here's my perspective on this. And I love my, I, my staff is 10 out of 10. I'm not talking bad about them at all. No, I'm always, always under the assumption that I control the checkbook. I control the bank account. So all the money going into the bank and all the money coming out of the bank has to go through me first. Huh. So there's no, not that they would steal from me. No. But th so there's no like mishaps in finances. So you put it into the patient accounts. No, 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 I don't do that. They, po oh. they post it. You just deposit it. They, po oh, they yeah. post it. Then I put the check into my bank account. Okay, they weren't even going into the... They weren't like, posting. They weren't posting, so then he wasn't able to take it to the bank. What were they, they just put in their pile? Like, in a pile? They were just in a pile. Yeah. No, because our entire yeah. clinical team had no idea what to do with them. Yeah. Like, the mail was not even open. It yeah. was just sitting there. And so you have to have a team that can take initiative. Yeah. And it sounds like you have that. Yeah. If you, if you have an assistant that's willing to... Hey, I'm I'm helping out up here. Like, yeah, bear with me. It might take me a few extra minutes, but I'll figure this out. Kind of approach. That's that's what teams need, and that makes a huge difference for the patients. Yeah, because it's just cohesive. So you're the second consultant we had on, and we asked her this question too. I want to get your opinion. 
how do you get the team to buy in? Because from the team's perspective, I'm making a billion dollars a month. And they're making twelve dollars <laughs> yeah. an hour. Yeah, you're yeah. a rich guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have any expenses no, I have, whatsoever. I have four girls in private school. I'm not rich. Um, <laughs> Every time you do a crown, you just take fifteen hundred bucks and throw it in your pocket. Yeah, probably. I, and I probably. turn it into three thousand. So how do you get someone to buy in this <laughs> this hourly? It it can be challenging. I mean, to be quite honest, I've had teams where sharing some of those numbers, letting them know, you know, this isn't a thousand dollar crown is. $900 in your pocket, you have a huge overhead. Yeah. It's having them involved in some of the expenses to some extent, protect it to, you know, you want to be smart. You're a business right. owner. You don't want to just tell them everything. Yeah. I mean, certain people, you might have an office manager or a team leader that you, that knows the background and can be kind of your sounding board for that. But, um, involving them to some extent in setting, levels for them to know this is where we need to be to be productive to be able to pay your checks or to sign for me to sign your checks we have to make this much money yeah (laughs) that's just the bare minimum anything above that we're able to increase different offers as far as giving patients courtesies if we wanted to your fee for service so you can if you want to you don't have to um you know doing dentistry for people in a way that you want and that they want to have happen um just team morale in general, thanking them goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. That one little thank you makes a huge difference on a team member. If they, if you don't ever acknowledge what they're doing, um, getting them to buy in is going to be really challenging. So if it's not you, then at least have somebody on your team who's watching for those things. Because you're chair side. Yeah. You don't know what's going on at the front desk. You don't know what's going on Mm-mm. in your hygiene all the time. So, or what your assistants are doing when they're not with you. Like, that's a big complaint I get is I was with the same patient all day. What was my other two assistants doing? Or what was my other assistant doing? Was she just sitting there? Was I paying her for absolutely nothing? And I can tell you as somebody who's out on the floor and doing things, they're working. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I mean, they're working. Most of them are working. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if I answered your question completely other than thank them, fill their bucket, keep yeah. them involved, do fun things. Um, make you know, I have a practice in Tennessee. He's amazing at this. They go on a monthly trip. It's not like a big trip, but they'll go. I think they went white water, white water rafting white together. Water wafting. Yeah, yeah, water water rafting. <laughs> um, they did something like that. They'll just go on little hike type things. They go to a comedy show periodically mm-hmm. and just fun things together as a group so that they get to know each other outside of the office. I, I think that helps. We talked about that before with, with, Renee, uh, with Renee. Yeah. Um, I did. I remember like the little things I think were always um, more impactful yep. in my experience. Like I remember um, we ran a couple of five K's together. Mm-hmm. Like some of the girls would walk. Um, I'm a runner. So, you know, bring your kids, bring your dog, your spouse, whatever. And, and then I would pay for everyone's, um, you know, admission into the race. Mm-hmm. And they, they loved that because they yeah. get a t-shirt. It was fun. Yep. And if they didn't show up, it was like a charity. So I didn't really care because yeah. you're always going to have that, you know, but when I spent like a lot of money, I felt like it wasn't received as well. Or okay. maybe it was because I was like, about yeah, or I was, <laughs> and then if someone didn't show, I'd be like annoyed and yes. it would, you know, yep. So Just I don't know. Little fun things. Because you don't do a lot of, you don't do anything outside of work with your staff, right? That has changed. Um, oh, what are okay. you doing with your staff? It's all private. I can't tell you. So oh. <laughs> have you read the book 
Leaders Eat Last. I have not by read Simon that book. Sinek. So he wrote the I've book. Read a lot of Simon. Start Sinek's with why. Yeah, I, I just read yeah. Start with Why. I think it's his second book is somewhere in here. Um, he talks about to build a great team, you need two things. Um, from like a neuroscience point, you need dopamine. So you need goals you have to achieve. Like mm-hmm. if we collect three thousand today, everyone gets a hundred bucks. Yes. But you also need the second component, which is oxytocin, which is like the ooey gooey stuff where. They have to feel safe when they come to work. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to feel safe to come to work is that outside of work, as I mentioned, you get together, mm-hmm. you can like let your guard down. Yeah. So we do a lot more outside of work now. Oh, like what? So, so we have a yearly camping thing where we go camping, we spend the whole day there, and then every quarter we'll either go to dinner or we'll have something outside of work people can relax. Yes. It makes a huge difference when you know, like if somebody comes in in a bad mood, for example, and you know them and you know their scenario, like you have two young kids, well, you have four young kids, but if you come in and you're tired, like we get it as women, like we're like, oh, he had a rough night, you know, we can help you to, would you like some coffee? (laughs) Like, do you need me to run to Starbucks? Are you going to make it through the day versus man, he's a grump today, you know, because we don't understand where you're coming from. And yeah. so just as a team. Because you don't know him, you're saying. Right. And that, yeah. Exactly. If you know sense. each other as a person, right. then it makes a big difference. If you know, like I had a team member, her both of her parents were sick and she was distant for a little while because she was going through that. I knew that. I just, if I could tell she was having a rough day, I'm like, are you okay? Are you going to be able to be present today? Right. And she's like, no. My mom, this and that. Okay, go call. Go check in on her. I've got the front. I'll cover it. No big deal. Like, it's fine. Because it's better for you to go take care of your mom and be present than to be here and not present. Right. Not that you're just going to let team members off. But when you know that about them and what they're doing and what's on their mind, it just makes you feel a little bit more, I guess you have a little more grace with them. And then that gives just a more warm, welcoming environment to be in. I, and then people want to come. They want to be part of that. Yeah. yeah. And patients feel that too. Mm-hmm. Um, if the staff is laughing and having a good time, patients yeah, feel. Absolutely. Because how many offices have you been in or have you been in where there's two people, either two assistants or two hygienists, and they would kill each other if it wasn't illegal. Yes. And that permeates oh, through the entire the office. Yeah. Nonverbal communication is huge. Oh, my like gosh. When you can tell somebody's just like got their arms crossed and got a scowl on their mm-hmm. face, the RBF that people get, like just mad and angry look on their face, it's not welcoming. And you can tell. I mean, yeah. you can tell huge. I just want to point out you, you very subtly said RBF. I know exactly what that means. And it's hilarious. It took me like four seconds. You know what RBF means? Rusting bitch face. Oh my gosh. We have to edit that out. <laughs> I oh. was doing it. Yeah. You know, I was being good about it. Rusting witch face. Yes, there you go. The RWF. We're going to like. No, bitch is not even a swear word anymore. That's like, that's so common now. I mean, you guys listen to music. It's like true. Music have, is something. Yeah, I have a 14-year-old and a 13-year-old and they turn on their music and I'm like what is oh this? Oh my god. Like <laughs> this scary. is crazy. Scary. There's some scary music yeah, out there. Yeah, and days. I, it's all like it's all very sexual, you know, mm-hmm. and um and I think all right, maybe I'm just getting older, but this was not I mean, I remember like in the 80s, you know, they were like hair bands and yeah. and that was like edgy, right? Yep. But they didn't swear. Yeah. No, I don't. Not much if they did. 
If they I did, mean, you couldn't understand it. And if there were like know. sexual <laughs> innuendos, they were like subtle. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like Duff Lopper, you know, yeah. ZZ Top. Like they had some. Not much. Not I mean, much. It was now about it's girls, like, or you just didn't get it. Yeah. Like you didn't understand that. But now it's about. like in your face. Yeah. I mean, they're not afraid to just tell you exactly what. Well, I'm what, thinking yeah. about like the song Stacy's Mom. I love yes. that song. And I although, love that song. Although, was talking about like having sex with someone's mom, but although like ludicrous is not new, but it's an, it's, it's it's like it's, it's subtle. Not, it's subtle. Yeah. Stacy's mom is subtle. It's like yeah. Stacy's mom has got it going on. They're not saying like you know, not using the words. That yeah, I get it. I've, exactly. You have to really know. Yeah, like a kid's not going to listen to that and be like, oh, I know what they're talking about with Stacy's mom. Yeah. yeah, it's now. Now it's like there's no imagination. There's some signs that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there's like, nothing oh, to yeah, the imagination. Like, well, I have Spotify in the office, and it's on like a clean playlist, and they yes. still talk about sexual stuff that's not swear words. Yes, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose all these patients talking about that dangly thing in the back of her throat, and I'm like, I cannot oh, have. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah right. that's a bad one. Right, it, music is. I don't know how to tolerate or handle music in the office. Like it's hard. I don't know what to put on. Yeah. Like country yeah. music. Country's <laughs> about the safest. And even yeah. that, like they're just talking about drinking beers and yeah. all of yeah. this all the time and their dog just died. Like it's not the most uplifting music yeah. for you to have, but yeah. what are you going to do? We used to listen to um, a station called Coffee House. Mm-hmm. It was Coffee House Alternative or Pretty something. Good. That's a great dental office station. Yeah. It's I, a Pandora thing. Yeah, I still Probably listen to it like at home if I just want ambient, you know, music. I like acoustic. Anything yeah, acoustic, acoustic chill yeah. is good. Kind of. That's good. You still have Pandora? Yeah, I mean, was that bad? Yeah. You, Spotify? You have I ha- have Pandora too. I have Pandora. So you're good. Do you guys have Hotmail? No. No. Thank God. I have Gmail. Oh my God. Wait, is Spotify? <laughs> I have Spotify too. Yeah. Well, ever but since I listen to Pandora more. I do Pandora. Yeah. Ever since we moved exclusively to Spotify, Spotify has blown up, so. Yeah. I mean, just It's because of you. Oh, because of our podcast? It's not Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's not Joe Rogan. It's us. Yeah, it's you. I can tell. So Joe, Joe when you're working with dentists, <laughs> yes. um, what qualities does the dentist have that you're like, okay, his team will be successful because of the, or her team because of this person? When they actually care about their team. And I say that, I mean, everybody says they care about their team, but when they actually care about their team and they show it in mm-hmm. the emotion and their involvement in the leadership, and they're not so much in the boss mode, but they truly are in the leadership mode. When you're too boss mode-ish, that's when there's some... It's just hard for teams to understand. I'm going to throw my water that's around. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't throw it on your phone, I promise. That's okay. Um, so it's harder for them to understand where their boss is coming from. So just having that leadership mentality, showing them the way, being understanding, having open communication. If they can do those things... I, I work a lot with DISC profiling. Have you guys yeah. ever heard of yeah. that? So. The D person, the D doctor, which a lot of doctors are, they they struggle with this. They mm-hmm. struggle with the soft skills and being comfortable talking to people. They just are like, give me the bullet points, get in my office, tell me what's going on and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've learned to adapt to the D. I'm okay with the D personality. A lot of people aren't. And so they just have to be able to adapt themselves a little bit if they want to be able to communicate with their team. Are these D personalities higher producers? No. They're not. Okay. Not necessarily. No. Partly because if they're really strong D, they don't soften their skills with their patients either. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if if I don't want to say no completely because some doctors, some people in general acknowledge, hey, this is how I am. And in order for me to connect, I'm going to need to soften 
what I'm saying. Right. And I don't have to come in there like, it's this, this, or this. What do you want to do? Like, you need a crown. Let's do it kind of attitude. Right. It's more, you have a cracked tooth. What do you want to do about it? This is what I would suggest. This is right. how I would treat this tooth. Let's go ahead and get you scheduled for it. And the patient's like, yeah, I don't want a cracked tooth. I don't want it to start hurting. Mm-hmm. And when you start having those conversations in that way versus... I see a problem. This is how we're going to fix it. Right. When you dictate it to the patient, that that just doesn't go. Very give me fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, right <laughs> give me now. give me the fifteen hundred now, or let's get out of here. Yeah. Kind of attitude. Cash that doesn't only. work. Cash only. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't work so well. But that'd be funny to act like that for like one solid day in your practice. You know, like that restaurant in Chicago. I don't know if it's still there, but like the waitresses and waiters are rude. Yes. Like, don't they, they have do like the hats? Is that the same one where they put a hat on people like that's paper? I don't know. It's called. It was called like Ed Debevix or something. Do you remember this place? I do not. I thought I they sold hot dogs that. and they were mean to you in Chicago. I don't know. It was like a restaurant. I went there once, and and their whole shtick was they were like rude, but it was funny, you know. Yeah. But I just wonder, you know, what that would how look your like. patients would respond. Your team. Oh my gosh. Right. The team would be, they'd especially be like, if you're usually a nice person, like right. they'd be like, what is going on with... Like, why is he so confident? Look at this yeah. guy. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's coming in here like he owns this place or something. So are you finding that these dentists... I know, it's almost like you own the place, but like you don't. Your real yeah. boss are the patients first and like your staff second. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. And ultimately, it's funny you say that. I actually feel like the your first client if you want to think of it as a client would be the staff or your team first okay because if you take care of your team your team is going to take care of your patients and then you're going to have more patients than you can deal with right because you're not present all the time you're not in most of the appointment with a lot of your patients your team is your voice your team is who is representing you so if you take care of them and then they take care of the patient the patient's gonna be like hey that office, they're amazing. That doctor's the best guy ever. Because how many times have you been to a medical facility and you leave because of the way you're treated by maybe the front desk? Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. You call your medical, I, I don't want to say a specific type, but yeah. like you call your doctor's office and they're rude and they don't take care of you. You're like, I'm going to go somewhere else. I love the doctor, but their front desk is terrible mm-hmm. and they can't get, they won't listen to me, all the different things that we hear. I mean, there's some rude people out there. So your team is take care of them first. Yeah. If you have a rude front desk person, that's it's awful. Yeah. You have to very have harmful. your most, I don't want to say your most extroverted because introverted people can be very good front mm-hmm. desk. I, I have one. I actually, I laugh at them right now because I have one that is so extroverted and loud that I can hear her across the office. And then I have one that almost whispers and I said okay I need to balance you guys like Mm -hmm. I need to like bring yours down a touch and bring you up a little bit and like we need a little bit of a balance but you have to have people who are comfortable talking I mean yeah isn't it crazy that the most of the time the lowest paid person is the front desk yeah and then most of the turnover is the front desk and yet like the most important person is probably the front desk yeah. I mean, the front desk is is pivotal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's your first impression. Somebody will decide if they're going to do business with you as soon as they talk to the person who answers your phone. So you really need to make sure you're focusing your attention there and making sure that how they're answering the questions, how they're responding to patients is in line with the direction that you want your yeah. practice to go. Because insurance, for example, 
if you're fee for service or you're just out of network or whatever, and somebody calls and says, do you accept my insurance? No. You can still see those patients. Of course. Right? Yeah. You can yeah. see those patients. But if your front desk is saying, no, we're not in network. Oh, okay. Thanks. Bye. And they hang up. You just lost another opportunity to build a relationship and take care mm-hmm. of and help a patient. Oh, my gosh. It happens so much. Yeah, I had an office manager. She's not working with me anymore. Do you accept my insurance? No. What else can I do for you? It's like, okay, they're definitely not coming in because yeah. they think that they can. They can't use benefits. You can still use your benefits here. Exactly. Like, I'm like selling it to you. You know it. Yeah. Um, you can. Still, you can? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm having flashbacks to like so many conversations I used to have. It's like, yeah. I would tell people, don't ever say we don't take your insurance. Exactly. I was, I was just Delta Premier, but otherwise I didn't take any PPOs. But I remember saying, we take all insurances. Mm-hmm. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Do you I take mean, do you take this? We take all insurances. Um, depending on your coverage, we'll let you know what it's gonna cover. Yeah. Come we're, on in and we'll check it out. We're happy Just to get work them in the with door. you. We're yeah. happy to submit your insurance on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, anything like that is perfectly fine. We take them all. Yeah. What you don't want to do though is set up I've had this happen where I've just them, come on in and then we find out that they actually don't have any benefits if yeah. they go on a network. Those ones are hard. So it's nice to have that information ahead yeah. of time and to be able to share that with them. But we're happy to see you. You know, I'll tell people the Medicaid, Medicare thing. They have to see somebody in network to get certain benefits. I just learned that like six months ago. All about being able to serve the patients. Yeah. I mean, and when your front desk believes in what you're doing, whether you're in network or out of network, I mean, it has to come out in their verbal skills because yeah. and how the, and they have to believe it. Because you can read through somebody if they're just saying the words because you told them to. Like, doctor told me I have to say this, so this is what I'm going to say, even though I don't believe it. It comes out in the tone and yeah. in the expression. So the patient's going to read right through that and say, yeah, they don't believe it. This person, I trust I trust Shelly. I've worked with Shelly for a long time, and I can tell she doesn't believe that this is actually in my best interest. I'm yeah. going to go somewhere else. Right. That's so true because if they don't believe that, let's say a crown costs $2,000, they don't believe that that's worth that kind of money. When they talk to the patient, it's going to come off as like yes. a robot. Exactly. So your staff has to believe that the dentist is doing good work. Exactly. It's like trying to sell a car. I mean, if I believe that this car is worth the amount of money that I'm saying that it, it is, it's a high price tag. I mean, you're if you're doing full mouth rehab and you have to go in and say, well, this is going to be a thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to get this done, you have to believe that the value is there mm-hmm. and that this is actually what the patient has asked for. And when you figure that out and you can present that, I have absolutely no problem going in and talking to a patient about a fifty, sixty thousand dollar treatment plan doesn't phase me at all anymore. It used to, used to get really nervous about it, but it's just once I started learning about the different, you know, what we're actually doing for them and that this is something that they're actually asking for and wanting and needing, mm-hmm. no big deal because people will figure out the money if they really want it. And if they don't want it, that's okay. They don't have to do it. We can phase things out. We can get things taken care of if that's the direction that we have to go. But you have to ultimately know what they want first. When you can do that, then it's all easy. Yeah. It's easy. So this is no big deal. It seems like to be a good leader, you have to care about your staff. You have to be good clinically. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to them. You have to thank them. You have to have like keep them all safe. It's almost like you're a father or mother of a family of children. Yeah. Not that, not that it's well, I'm not being are. negative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times it it is women that are in dental offices most, I mean, outside of the doctor. And there's a lot of 
female doctors, obviously, but for the most part, it's rare for me to see a team and have a male either at the front desk assistant or hygienist. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a lot of males? This When I bought this practice, he had a male hygienist that was part-time. Really? But he ended up quitting before the transition. But that okay. was like, I know like three male hygienists. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know any. I've, yeah. I've met maybe one or two of in each position over 22 years. Like it's just not very common. I've never had an application as long as I've done different. Really? <laughs> never, ever. It's just, I don't know. But so the the doctor is basically caring for their team. And, and these are a bunch of moms, likely, that are caring for their families. So by taking care of them, then they feel safe. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's partly why I've been at the same office for as long as I have, because I feel safe. I feel cared for. I feel like I can go in and say, hey, this is going on. I need help or or I'm good today. How are you? Like if he's doing bad, I'm like are you okay today? Like I can tell you're Mm -hmm. off and we just have an open relationship that way. And so it just makes a huge difference. Um, And if it's not you, then you have to have that leader on your team that can kind of be your buffer. Is there ever that fine line? Because sometimes I don't know if I cross it or not. You're like too buddy buddy with your staff. Yes. Where it's like they treat you more as a friend than a boss and then you can't get work done. I think that can definitely be a fine line. I mean, you have to be warm. You have to be firm and friendly. Oh, that's good. Firm and friendly. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be firm with them when need be, kind of like the dad has to be firm, and you have to have expectations, and this is what needs to happen. But be friendly at the same time. Well, also, I'll bring this up. Um, You know, there is something to be said for bringing too much personal stuff to work. Yes. No matter what. Leave it at the door. No matter what job you do. It's like we're all affected by things that happen to us outside of work, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good at compartmentalizing. Like I, you know, I can turn it off, go to work and, but these things are still, some people are not good at that. Like they, you know, that makes me think of the phone situation. This comes up more often than not. People, different doctors will ask me, what do you do about phones? Oh yeah. Cause team members carrying their phone around in their pocket. They have their Apple watches. They have access to outside of work. And so they're not present. That's a hard, that's a fine line. I mean, I just tell the teams, you know, if you have an absolute emergency, make sure that your family, whoever has your kids, the school has the front desk phone number. Keep your phone in the back. Keep your phone in the back and that's not your hangout zone. Like you're not going back there every five minutes and checking Mm -mm. your phone. You just can't. I mean, you have to be present and it's hard. It's hard. A lot of doctors have a hard time telling their team that it's not acceptable. What's your phone policy? I'm very lucky that they don't, they have their phones on them, but as I'm floating around, I never catch them on social media. Maybe they're doing it behind my back. Um, that's such a hard thing to handle. Now, Gen Z's average screen time on their phone is 12 hours a day. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? 12 hours a day. And it's hard for me to tell a young mother, like, have your babysitter or mo- your mother call the front when they say, like, maybe they want to text me real quick. Well, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with that, but my staff is so mature that they don't—they're not on their phone treatment room. Yeah, I my policy was the phones stay in the back, yeah. and I left my phone in my office. Um, you know, between patients or at lunch, mm-hmm. you can pick your phone, yeah. but you have to go walk back there and do it. Exactly. I was like, no, front desk. Your phone can't be at the front desk with you exactly. because they would 
they couldn't help themselves. I mean, they yeah, were people can't. Yeah, they you were on the phone buzz. constantly. That's the watches. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. you're talking with a patient, and all of a sudden you're Mm-mm. doing this. Like that's just rude. It's distracting. Yeah. It's very yeah. distracting. That's the same thing. I have some teams. We've done this before with the headsets. Do you yeah. use headsets to communicate? Previous practice, yes. This practice, no. I worked in an office that had headsets. I mean, there's such benefit to it, but it's yeah. such a distraction. It's so hard. We got to a seven word limit. Like yeah. if, if you can't say what you need to say within seven minutes, get off your booty and walk yeah. down there and have the conversation. <laughs> like I, I didn't care for it. Work. I actually um actually refused to wear a headset. They yeah. wanted me to wear one and I was like, I'm not wearing a headset. Mm-hmm. I need to concentrate the doctor on absolutely should what not. I'm doing. Yeah. But um but I remember it was an issue. Like they were I was an associate at this office, but they were like, Well, ever you know, the other doctor wore a hat, so I'm like, that's, I'm not wearing one. I, I won't. That's too But distracting. I also didn't carry my phone on me. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now, my phone's upside down. It's not, right. you know, because it's hard not to notice it. Exactly. For sure. And if yeah. it's in your pocket, yeah, it vibrates. You know, you're, you're a hygienist. All you're thinking is, I want to check my phone. I want to check exactly. my phone. And that's right? why the watch is like, you could be a hygienist and you could just twist your Look real mm, quick. Yeah. wrist and see it. And it's just so distracting. Then you're like, what tooth was I on? Where was I at? And all of a sudden your appointment is, yeah, it's, it's a challenge right now for sure. And I get that so often. I've had one say, I'm getting a box and I'm putting everybody's phones in the boxes as soon as they walk in so the they door. They do it in, in schools. Ex- yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where, yeah. I mean, the school's a little so different. Abused. Yeah. yeah. You put your, but they walk into the classroom, they put their phone in the, in the little, box. The, num- the envelope or yep. whatever on the thing. Yeah. That's so funny. When I was in school, they like, put your Game Boy. Like, we didn't even have cell phones. <laughs> but let me ask I can't you- believe they allow them in schools, honestly. I, yeah, but yeah. Let do. me ask you this question because sometimes you have to go with the trends. You have to go with the current yeah. culture. Um, if you had a hard set rule, no phones for everyone, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. were struggling hiring people because that's like a deal breaker for some people. Would you let up on that and say, like, you have to have a phone? If that's your hardcore, like, you've been holding on to that, no, no. I wouldn't make a, I wouldn't okay. make that part of the adjustment. I mean, that's just me speaking. I'm sure there are doctors who are like, oh, okay. I can't imagine somebody coming in and saying, no, if I can't have my phone, I'm not working for you. You'd be surprised. Really? You're not interviewing enough Gen Zs. Yeah. I guess not. We haven't had to hire in a What's while. What's Gen Z again? The one that's younger than, so I think I'm going to be, to dead wrong on this. I was born in 87. I'm a millennial. I swear I think Gen Z's oh, are born okay. in 2000. So they're like what the cutoff is. I think they're, they're 20. The young, I think they're probably 20s. my kids. Mo- actually, <laughs> okay, ge- yeah. generation A is the youngest. My kids, generation Alpha. Okay. They like started over. Oh, I think Gen okay. Z's were born in they're like in their 20s now. Okay, that's my family. <laughs> okay. Yeah, your <laughs> my kids. kids. My kids are Gen Z's. And they, I don't think that they, maybe it's just the way I've raised them. I don't know. Maybe I'll pat myself on the back. They, don't, I can't imagine that any of my kids would be like, I'm not going to work for you if I can't have my phone. Yeah. But what if they wear, and I'm just really pushing you on this because this is the struggles I'm having. I had an assistant, not here, Apple Watch. Yeah. And I was like, you, you can't you check You can say no Apple Watches. Message. And yeah. she's like, and she's Call like, it an OSHA thing. Yeah. No Apple Watches. I yeah. mean, we and can't have like, an not, Apple Watch in here. Just, You're going to have to clean... Just whatever. I mean, they're working in the mouth and yeah. in the front. That's a little different. You but you could say that. You could say no Apple watches, no phones. Your phones have to stay in the back. Yeah. We and that was my policy. I would say, you know, you can, if you need to, if you want to check your phone, you can go back there. But if you're back there I think more than you're up here, we have a huge problem. Yeah. You if know? you can give them the 
ultimately the reason behind it, and this is for any system that you have or any policy that you have, if you have mm -hmm. a reason and you can share that with them, like this is why there's no phones. This is yeah. why there's no Apple watches because I want you to be present with our patients. Yeah, They deserve it. They're paying money to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm paying you money to care for them. And out of that, I expect your full attention to be on the patient. And I know that a phone and a watch is a distraction to that. And yep. you're, you're cutting that ability to connect with the patient. And therefore, we're not going to be able to be as successful as a practice. So that's why. It's yeah. not because I think that you shouldn't talk to your husband or you shouldn't talk to your kids. It's right. not to punish you. It's because this is ultimately the goal that we have here. And we're going to make sure to be all present. Can but if you need to, to talk that? to your husband four times during your work day, then it's probably not Go a person. Go to a counselor. Yeah, it's probably not a person I want working for me because there's something. Go yeah. to a counselor. Yeah. I mean, I talked to my husband maybe five times since I've worked there. Like, yeah. during work. Right. like right. it's fine. I, yeah. We're good. He I'll knows I'm at later. work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Family emergency is the only reason. And then you call the front desk. Call because the office. You can't bank on that somebody's going to see their phone. If uh -uh. it's an emergency, call the front desk and tell them, I have an emergency. I need to talk to Shelly now. Yeah. yeah. They will get me. Guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it needs. In my opinion, that's how it needs. And what's your husband doing that he also has time to talk to you? Like, right. Like, how do you right. both have yeah. four times out of the day or five times out of the day? Like, He's probably a dentist between patients, texting-wise. Right. People are getting <laughs> yeah. numb. Yeah, probably. That's Some dentists, though, have their phone, and they'll be like, you know, they're mm -hmm. curing the composite, and they're texting. Or, yeah, that's just weird. You know, I've seen that before. Um, definitely hygienists, you know, during hygiene checks mm -hmm. on their phone. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah. I, I would put a... Yep. hard stop to that if i were i think it's going to be a real problem in five ten more years our attention is so scattered now yeah. this mm -hmm. society i cannot imagine what generation alpha is going to be when they wear like <laughs> google glasses and they can read text messages as they're right yeah it makes <laughs> like, me nervous for my kids they're all they have to do is set it next to them and it like beams up on the yeah wall yeah or it's, it's already in their brain or something oh or gosh. it's going to go the other way do you think like, i don't think so no it's i'm very pessimistic though yeah don't anything optimistic get it out of my face I'm That's producing a hundred thousand a year. Nobody's sending me a threat. Right, right. <laughs> so we're actually we're getting close to the hour mark. Um, I think yeah, we are. We're about ten wow. minutes. Wow, this um, does go fast. Look at us. This I is know. a fun hour. I want to say we can't thank you enough. You drove two hours. I did. Um, I'm excited. Maybe the second or third farthest away. We had t the twin dentists come from Chicago, but I went to school with them, so they okay. knew me. So they knew you. Did I reach out to you on LinkedIn? Yeah, you did. And I said, like, I love what you're doing. <laughs> And you were like, block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I didn't yeah. block you. And then I like, came to your house and I was like, hey, I'm that weird dentist that. You're like through the things. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are you doing no, there? That was pretty cool. Um, but we always ask one question at the end. What do you want the audience to take away from all of this? I would say be, let's see. We talked a lot about being personable and understanding and working on your communication and kind of the soft skills. We didn't get into it a lot, but really work on that and be able to be present with whoever it is that you're working with, whether it be a patient or your team or just your family. When you're with somebody, spend time with them. I mean, don't be distracted. Don't don't be having all of the other things. Try to compartmentalize as much as possible mm -hmm. and be present when you're with somebody. One of the quotes that I, um, you know, I've heard this various different ways, but um, that you said that I want to say again is, if you take care of your team, mm -hmm. they will take care of your business. Yep. 
patience, you know, whatever that means. But that's yeah. a, that's a real that's that's my take home point from you. Good. Um, is is take care of your team, spoil your team. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I, have to be crazy, like no. you said. It doesn't have to be the big crazy fancy thing. Yeah, like, we're going on a cruise. A lot of well. offices do that. I'm like, it's not yeah. necessary. Sometimes they don't even want to do that. No, which is crazy. they I feel mean, like they I, have going to. On, I would go on a cruise if, if that <laughs> yeah. was offered. But there are some that are like, no, thank you. I would rather have, you know, I'd rather run a 5K. Yes, yeah. exactly. I would <laughs> rather have a cup of coffee. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so five years ago, I would say, how can a non-dentist like yourself consult? How yeah. arrogant are you? Whatever. <laughs> I'm 10 years out now and I look at someone like you and you are so needed in the dental field. Um, you're so warm. You're so inviting. But she's done like every job in the dental office besides dentist and hygienist. Yeah, right? but, but yeah. this type of your personality is needed because mm-hmm. dentists need someone like you who's good at soft skills mm-hmm. and can help us direct our staff like, can we can we um, define soft skills though no quick? soft skills are like when you touch it it's like squishy <laughs> um okay you just ruined the whole podcast <laughs> I'm sorry. she's like backing up we're Shelly, starting over <laughs> can you reset um define soft skills so to me soft skills are just the ability to connect i okay. mean when you're talking to a patient rather than standing up above them and they're laid back in the chair sit them up sit face to face have a conversation it's all about communication and relationship. And if you can do that, whether you're the team member, the doctor, whomever you might be, you're going to be successful. If you're an executive in a big fancy company, be relational. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't have to be like your best friend. You don't have to go out for drinks and spend all of your spare time with them, but get to know people. Yeah, I and do understand. have to go out for drinks. With <laughs> well, <actually>. sometimes, <laughs> that, sometimes that helps, but ultimately just kind of you know how sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, they're just a little rough around the edges. Yeah. And you just have yes. to kind of polish it. <laughs> she looked at you. Oh my uh, God. Yes, oh my I God. do understand. I, I know exactly. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and it's not natural for okay. everybody. So, so that's a very like a multidimensional it. word then. Cause it's like being personable, being relatable, being, yeah, you know, able to get on someone's level and talk about what's important to them. It's, it's all those things. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's, it's huge. Okay. I mean, ultimately dental is 15% technical. Mm-hmm. All the rest you can consider soft skills if you want to okay. put it in that box. Like, like I said, nobody cares about the margin that you just did is it might've been the most difficult thing you've done all day yeah. in your eyes. And it's beautiful. And you've built this great anatomy into this tooth that nobody's ever going to see because it's number 15 and it's way back up in here and it looks good though. They don't yeah. care. If it doesn't hurt, they don't care. So what they're going to walk away from their appointments with you is remembering how you treated them and what they felt and how they experienced your office. And so that's so true. Yeah. And then one more thing. Our second goal is always to help you promote yourself and your business. So can you tell people your social security number? No. Can you <laughs> can you tell people where they can find you, how they can hire you, how they can connect with you, because you can improve a lot of people's lives, and we want to help you get out there. Well, thank you. Um, I have Ascend Dental Coaching. I also work with All Star Dental Academy. So either one of those routes is fantastic. I would be happy to connect and see what it is that somebody might be needing and wanting, Um, because with the two different routes, I have a lot of different options available. Um, I mean, you can email me. I don't know. Shelly Van Epps Coaching at gmail.com or Shelly at allstardentalacademy.com. 
And You're going to get emails from people. You will. People always get yeah. emails. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Go ahead. Email yeah. me. Maybe I need to spell it out. Spell, be, be spell, 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 yeah. spell it, actually. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. whole name? Yeah. Yeah. Start from the beginning. Oh, my gosh. Capital S. S H E L L Y V A N E P P S C O A C H I N G at gmail.com awesome. awesome i feel like yeah. the spelling be like kind of the origin of the word <laughs> i know that <laughs> was long like yeah. i'm like okay seriously you want me to spell it um <laughs> this is amazing then i spelled it right do you want it if you didn't we'll put in the show notes <laughs> okay. yeah i had a podcast guest he's the ceo of a large supplement company he said make sure you put that in the show notes and i have we don't have show notes yet but frank if you're listening <laughs> we're like, gonna do okay. it it's going he's in the show it, notes. it's going there <laughs> okay jessica anything to add no, no. Okay. It was really fun talking to you. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye.